Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of And I'm All Set. I am one of your hosts, Pyro, joined by our fearless leader, Minnie, and our other host, Nazum. How are you, fam? We are Hello. good. Hi, Minnie. Hi. <laughs> so just before I, I hit the, <laughs> the, the record button, we started discussing uh, Beetlejuice 2. And I was just like, yeah. you know what? Let me hit the record button. So just to recap real quick. Um, so this is just speculation. Um, I think it's based upon uh, IMDB for post-production, pre-production, whatever for the movie. And supposedly, supposed, because this is not confirmed, Beetlejuice 2, obviously we do know that Michael Keaton's coming back, Wynonna Ryder's coming back, and possibly joined um, David Harbour, is supposed to be supposedly joining, playing Winona Ryder's husband, which, hell yeah, if that's the case. Yes. Um, and a little... Plot summary. I, I again, I read this last night, so I'm not 100% sure my brain is going to be able to uh, pull up the proper proper words. But basically, Will Arnett is in it. He's playing the Jersey Devil, who is in charge of the underworld. And if I'm not mistaken, Beetlejuice is like homeless or or something like that. And like the Jersey Devil is looking for love interest. Or some so, something like that, but his house explodes. Oh, so you found it. All right, his house explodes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, <laughs> as as I was explaining what my brain vaguely could remember, because um, I smoked weed for many many years, <clears throat> it's not what it used to be. Um, but but I was saying that I kind of wished they went more. Beetlejuice, the cartoon. Right. You know, because I, I remember like the cartoon so well. Yeah. And I really love the dynamic between um, Winona Ryder's character and Beetlejuice in the cartoon. I, granted, mm -hmm. Winona Ryder wasn't in the cartoon, but her, you know, Lydia lids. Um, <clears throat> I, I love their dynamic in the, in the show. And it would have been really cool for them to maybe go on that route, you know, and have Lydia, you know, go in and out of like the underworld to hang out with them or what they could do, which is a very popular way of rebooting stuff is Lydia's an adult married. She got kids. Okay. So why not, you know, Beetlejuice be like uncle Beetlejuice, you know, and the kids go out on these crazy adventures with Uncle Beetlejuice, you know, in the underworld. You know, think well, about what, that. Well, what age range is the movie targeted at would be my yeah, next well, question. But, like, they could because be teenagers. I mean, the, you know what I mean? They don't have to be, like, little kids, but they could be teenagers. Like, like how right. old was Lydia in the first Beetlejuice, you know? Uh, 17, I believe. Yeah. So they could be, like, teenagers or young adults, you know? Yeah. But still, like that there's just so much you can do with that you know there is it'd be interesting to see because really in that kind mm -hmm. of setting what would be considered entirely too weird in one movie would be completely acceptable there 
So I'm wondering where that line of complete oddity would be before it would lose its sparkle, so to speak. Well, I mean, it's a Tim Burton film, so. Right, so you're expecting something fucking weird, let's face it. Yeah. So You I know, mean, but how weird is too weird for Tim Burton? That, that There's no that line. Feels like, <laughs> that feels like it should be an SAT question. There, Like, I, I, I don't, I, there's no line. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm excited just to kind of see what they did with that. You know, I'm a huge Beetlejuice fan and I, I can't, I, I mean, there's, there can't be a single human being on, on this planet that doesn't like Beetlejuice. And if, if you don't like Beetlejuice then you're a fucking communist. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's something seriously wrong with you, though. If, like, you watch the movie and you'd be like, oh my god, it's stupid. It's so stupid. What's so great about this movie? <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs> but you you what earlier on today, I was looking at my old iPod, iPad, and I was going through the Beetlejuice playlist, because I've got a specific playlist just with Beetlejuice music on. And the Banana Boat song was on there. And we had this conversation the other day, right, Minnie? About we did. The Banana Boat. And yes. I, just, I was listening to it. I was like, oh, the Banana Boat song. Um, Weird how that works out, right? And Now Zoom, come on. Me want to go home. All right, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we had this discussion the other day about banana boat sunscreen. Well, it didn't start that way. So what it is, is that in the next season of Sea of Thieves, um, it's going to allow you to put up name planks on your boat so you can name your boat. Oh, that's cool. And he wanted to name his boat the banana boat. Now... <laughs> When he first said it, I was like, oh, you know, that's a great idea, you know, because I'm thinking, because Banana Boat is a suntan uh, lotion and sunscreen company here in North America. I'm thinking, you know, that fits so well because it's a boat and you need sunscreen on a boat because who wants a burn on a boat? So who wants a cock lobster? Exactly. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> so yeah, uh... I ended up. um Kind of going off and like singing the song, like the jingle that goes with it and all of that stuff. And then it zooms like, but it's a racist term. And I mm -hmm. stopped. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> because uh, here in the UK, now all around the world, I'm pretty sure like you've got sunscreen labeled banana boat and all of that stuff. But over here in the UK, um, especially with like the 60s and around about the 50s and 60s when you had the Windrush generation. So all, uh, a lot of families who were brought over from like the Commonwealth countries came over to the UK and it's been associated with like, so I know I have had it thrown at me as an insult before, like get back on the banana boat and go back to your own country, even though like Wales is my country. I was born and bred a Welshman. Um, but same with people of other ethnic minorities. So, yeah, it, it's closely linked with that. So it's quite sad. But, you know, going back to Beetlejuice, you know, that song is so awesome. But 
you cannot label a name in Sea of Thieves the banana boat because of the fact that. <laughs> All right, well, fine. Instead of calling it a banana it. boat, call it the banana hammock. There you go. See, that, there you go. That works. <laughs> or the banana dinghy. <laughs> All right. So, you know what, though? The Sea of Thieves, man, they got their priorities all fucked. Yeah, you can rename your boat, but we're not going to give you private servers. Or you can rename your boat, but you can't fucking design it the way that you want it to look, other than pre made like flags. And That's a new thing, too. Like you can color it and stuff. Yeah. Oh, all right. And you, cool. you, you. What I am? Going Can you? To, I am. I'm going full span in the workshop and say no to private servers and see your thieves. Right? I like rage quit in that game. I like the highs and the lows. Well, just because like they're available doesn't mean you have to use them, right? Because there's a lot of people yeah. who do want them. No, I mean it would be nice to have private servers just to fuck around with your friends. Think about what you could do, and like if you have a private server be able to populate it like with 30 friends yeah you can you know think about it would that take away from the main game though will all of a sudden all these people will stop playing the main game and just be in little private I mean, lobbies with their friends and but take what know. exactly away from the main game seeing another ship ahead and of you screaming and how, trying to steer in the other direction and how many people are actually consistently playing the main game a lot really a lot a lot, uh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> there are people who are just completely obsessed i mean i get it it's, i i enjoy the game it's fun just to go in and fuck around but so going back to customization now can you customize the sales like you can in forza they're like, making it so that you could completely uh decorate like your cabin and your boat inside and out all right. As um, long as I can, like, whether or not you can make customize a, the sails, I don't. Or know. like you know, make emblems. Like you should be able to do that stuff. You know, like why not? You know, like um, customize well, a flag. Because at some point in the ocean, you're going to end up getting attacked by someone with a giant cock on a sail. I think that's probably <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> sign me up. Uh, I mean, yes, but <laughs> I think the idea is is that we're because think about it, and then add the private servers, right? You can have 29 of your friends, right? With and sales. No, 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 no. Better yet, sperm. Just all have oh sperm flags, right? And then and the, the 30th. Boat has a penis. No, no, no. Then, then, then the 30th boat, right? It's an egg. Oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the fleet has to chase the egg around the ocean. Yeah. My God. And the first one to get there creates life. <laughs> okay, you know what? I am actually sold on private servers. Right? Actually, <laughs> that's what sold them on private servers. Yeah. Great sperm chairs. You know, seeing how we're on, on like Xbox talk, they need to bring back Project Spark. What was Project Spark? Project Spark was amazing. It was like this game where you made games. Oh, I remember that. And it lasted like about a year or two. And then they were just like, fuck it. Let's mix it. Yeah, because no, not enough people were 
showing as much enthusiasm as they would have hoped. Well, they are, you know, you know, they dropped the ball. That's that's the thing about Microsoft. Mm-hmm. They're like trial and not even trial and error. They're error and error. You know, <laughs> they they got to make error a thousand mistakes error. before they fix it. You know, yeah. They're like, oh, we made shit. This is great. People are going to love it. Hey, come play with this pile of shit. And then people cry about it. And then they're like, oh, it's all right. We'll fix it and pile of shit, too. (laughs) And then they don't. (laughs) And then they don't. It's still shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the game company. Now, Hmm. I've noticed some game companies will make a, a game and they'll be like, hey, it's shit. Um, and then they'll go in and they'll fix it in the duration of that game fairly quickly. And I was telling Nazuma about it the other day, uh, because I've gotten Nazuma into playing Diablo 3 lately. And ten years ago, when it was released, it was released with something called the Auction House. And in the Auction House, you could buy all your weapons and armor and whatever else that you found to other people to buy for gold. Yep. But the problem was, is that people were paying to win they were hacking and modding the weapons figuring Um, out a way how to sell it for real money yes and it was just absolutely absurd and uh enough people they were just like you know what this is stupid um and they shut it down altogether they removed the whole auction house even as a possibility um and just put the uh, items in game um so that was <clears throat> that was really good. But then if you look at it by comparison, um, I'm going to take Fallout and Bethesda, for example, here. In Fallout 4, they introduced the idea of building settlements. And kind of building up um, new uh, establishments to kind of get the Commonwealth moving again. And everyone was like, well, you know what? The game was all right, but I think they focused too much on the building of shit and the settlements to allow the game to be enjoyable from a continuity uh, standpoint. And we kept talking about it and talking about it. It's like, no, just get rid of the building. We don't need the building. Just bring back like the repairing for the weapons and the armor and that sort of thing. And they turned around and said, well, we're going to give you Fallout 76, which is 90% building and rebuilding your camp. 10% everything else that you can play is broken. Um, And it's still now, five years later, that they're still fixing it. (laughs) Like, it has yet to be completely fixed. You know... To me, what saved Fallout 76, in my honest opinion, was the fact that they put JMU's in the game. Yeah. That did it for me. I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, haven't played it, but when you asked me to play it, that's when I was just like, yeah, I'll stop playing it now. Yeah, I, uh, I played quite a bit of it. I'm <clears> not <throat> saying it's a shit game. Don't get me wrong. Everyone knows. Well, not everyone knows, but I have a deep, deep love for fallout um obsession is probably more accurate on that level so i didn't hate the game it's substantially better now than what it was upon release it wasn't even playable when it was released 
But I just feel like if they had listened to people more right off the hop before they put it out there, they would have gotten better results and probably not something that was so fucking weird. <laughs> you see, like, Fall 76 was the first Fallout game I played and I really enjoyed it. And every time, like, when we would be with all of our friends, we'd be like, you're what, playing Fallout 76? And everyone would be like, like roll their eyes and be like oh yeah playing that game and it's like well it's not that bad actually okay building my house a bit frustrating like i built a mansion and you know some of the mechanics there but in terms of the actual gameplay itself it wasn't that bad like i actually really enjoyed it like all of the stuff like all of the stuff that had come out day one most of those kings had all be nine day anyway by that point in time so much nicer experience going back to yeah. thieves that was like day one that game was literally stripped bare. it was like no man's sky like it was it got boring after about uh after about a couple of weeks of play all the missions were the same it was things but go back to it now and you've got like crazy cannonballs you've got like missions you've got like all of these tall tales all of that stuff the game's a lot more beefed up mm. you know what it's a game as a service, and these things get better with time. It's not fair now to look at Fallout and give it that same look at it the same way as day one. But it kind of makes me worried about Starfield. Like everyone's getting hyped up about Starfield, how it's going to be the next best thing since sliced bread. I don't know, the people who are used to Bethesda, the people that have been playing things like Fallout and Elder Scrolls and uh, Starfield and that sort of thing for a long time now, um, are a lot more on the cautious side. Just because of the experience a lot of us had with Fallout. But a lot of the time when you get that reaction with the eye rolls and everything else, and you're like, oh, you're playing that game, uh, that's coming from a bunch of people that have played previous fallouts yeah yeah i highly enjoyed fallout 4 though you know and i did I not did like, like fallout 4. you didn't like it see i didn't i like, did yeah i no, I, did I enjoyed like fallout 4 i couldn't get into the previous fallouts and i played the very first fallout and that one was like uh like you yeah that one's done different uh fallout 3 was the first um of its kind the other F- ones were like the above yeah, and, um, and you you had like thirty six points, and every step was a point. And once you ran out of points, you were fucked. And that's what yeah, happened to me. Oh, <laughs> and I was, was like, I could make take two steps into the vault, and I'm like, shit. Now can't what? play this anymore. My guy yeah, so can't move. Did, um, Obsidian sold it, and uh, they did Bethesda did follow three. Uh, which was the first time we saw it in the fashion that it is now in. Um, And it was a giant hit. Um, Great game, don't get me wrong. I feel like parts of it for me were lacking. Um, And then they gave us New Vegas, and New Vegas was this perfect (laughs) blend of, like, gameplay and storytelling. It arguably is the best one in the franchise. Um... And then the two of them fucked it up because they couldn't stop bitching at each other. Bethesda, Obsidian, work your shit out. Um, And then 4 was kind of what we saw as the after effect of all of that. So, 
here is the thing. Now that both, now that everyone comes under the Microsoft umbrella and the Microsoft Game Studios or Xbox Game Studios, whatever they're calling themselves these days, um, chances of Obsidian doing another Fortnite game? I really don't know. I honestly don't know, because, like, I mean, it's still Bethesda's, but it's under the Microsoft banner, right? So I don't know if mm-hmm. that would help ease some tensions or if they would, because, I mean, they have stuff under Microsoft's banner as well, like Obsidian does. Um, so it could be, like, the divisions of Microsoft that do it as opposed to the companies directly, I suppose, but I don't know. I really don't know. I don't I don't entirely see it happening. Well, on the plus side, uh, they are making another Fallout. <laughs> so yes, they talked you're... about making Fallout 5. They were ta- they very Okay, so when I say they were talking about it, uh the Todd, he had briefly mentioned it say, saying that they were starting production on that after Elder Scrolls 6. Um, that they were starting on Fallout 5. So we're not going to see Fallout 5. Uh, the first time we hear about it, we'll probably like, see trailers for it or anything like that. will probably be about three years from now, so 2025. <clears throat> um, and then it will still be another couple of years after that is my... So three genera- X- Xbox generations later. Yeah, pretty much. And that seems to be the way that's going, too, is that these companies, they crack out these games at such a high rate of speed. Like, look at Call of Duty. When's the last time you played a half-decent Call of Duty game? I'm so they're tired of Call one. of Duty. Yeah, they're cracking them out every year, and now, like, I know, Nazum, you're new to it, or newer to or it. Or remastering. Anyhow. Well, look at Grand Theft Auto. Like, Grand Theft Auto, right? though, they, you know, they do the opposite. You know, it's like three years yeah, between the new one. Then 10, ten years, years <laughs> you know, and now we've already had like five remasters of Grand <laughs> Theft Auto five. Yeah. All right. Well, um, what's the new one coming out? Like, damn, don't give me another upgrade of this same game. Like, I'm tired of playing GTA five, like the online. Like, yeah, OK, great. But I want story. I want story let's let's get it now let's get gta 6 in there fuck i don't care if you skip 6 through 10 and we just go right to 20 i don't care let's just do it (laughs) i think your math might be wrong (laughs) when is it not (laughs) but that's fair enough but i mean like like i was saying about call of duty that we're for the people that were playing right from the beginning or started in with like black ops one or whatever have you it's the exact same game yeah and even when it's not the exact same game right at release all of the maps end up getting regurgitated into the new one anyhow yeah like you know how many different versions of nuketown i've played oh yeah like and not even different versions sometimes it's just the same one and that's what they have pretty much in uh well they call it nuketown what 84 it's the same fucking nuketown as what was in one yep and it's like like frog would always try to get me to play like madden and i'm like i'm not spending money on madden because like i don't i just don't understand how how 
like I, I get sports and I get why people are into sports and I and yeah playing sports games no, I'm not knocking it but you're I'm essentially not, not my thing you're paying for the same game every fucking year yeah every year you're yep. paying for the same game as mm-hmm. I say I'm not into it for that reason like I like Rocket League like um but that's about it for that reason yeah. But at least what they should do, right, is just sell you the game once, all right? And then when they have roster changes or or anything that they add to the new game that they sell, expansion packs, charge it at like like $20, you know, but to, to shell out 60 bucks for the same game you already have. Yeah, I mean, and that's a valid point to have it even so that it's like NBA uh, 2010 to 2015. So you have like that five years in there and then for that five years support it. So it is through like DLC and upgrades and stuff like that and then release a new game on year five. Now, now to kind of shift from talking about specific games. We talked about this when we were playing Fortnite the other night, but I'm noticing, I'm noticing how Xbox is charging an extra $10 for Series X S games. So I noticed that when I went to go buy The Quarry. So The Quarry, fantastic game, by the way. Um, Without the fancy Series X S little thing at the bottom left hand corner of the screen is $59.99. Now to get the Series XS version, it's $69.99. And what bothers me is the fact that like we're all digital now and why don't why are we still paying why are the prices going up and not going down at least a little bit if we're all digital at this point in time because you're getting rid of all that overhead you don't have to pay for the so for the warehouses and stuff, to yeah. produce the cds the cases the designs let alone to pay the people who make those cases package the cases ship the cases and games to the stores like you don't have any of that overhead now it'd be one thing, or at least significantly less. Yeah, I mean, or at least keep it at sixty bucks. You know, don't mm-hmm. tack on just for f- fancier graphics. Like that's bullshit. Well, I know. I know. Here, like for us to get a game new is eighty dollars, um, and that's for the Xbox One. You know, and I know it's only a ten dollar increase, but what the fuck? It's not. You, you're not. You're saving so much money by going digital. Now, I wonder if they're going to be doing this to try and push more people into the sub subscription services. You know, now what I want to know is, is PlayStation game prices pricing at the same? You know, yeah. are their games yeah, starting to be 70? Yeah, there's a very um, Well, our, like the PS4 games are on par with the Xbox One games. Uh, for the eighty dollars, right? The seventy nine ninety nine. Um, have I noticed an increase for PS five? Not as of right now, but oh. 
they also have they don't have the same equivalency to Game Pass. They have something similar. Yeah. But in uh, the in the overall Game Pass has a lot more to offer um than what their version of that is. I'm not even too sure what it's called. Um and then they have their own version of gold as well with PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Well, I if mean I look- No, go ahead. So if I recall, back uh, back when the consoles first came out, there PlayStation was big... now. Sorry, continue. PlayStation. <laughs> so back when the consoles first came out, there was this big hoo ha about PlayStation actually charging that extra tenner um, mm-hmm. for upgrades on their games. So <laughs> there was all of that, and whilst well, whilst Microsoft didn't take <clears throat> that price increase. I think they it's starting to catch up now, and that increased tenor because I've noticed it now as well. Since you mentioned it, I went in and had a little look at some of the games. It's like, okay. Well, I know what you're talking bit... about, but for that specifically, they were complaining that they were charging an attempt to upgrade games that they already owned. You right. know? And which I much rather have paid an extra 10 to upgrade a game that I already owned. Because that game wasn't originally made with said graphics, you know, versus where there are quite a few. And that was up to the company, not not the console company. I wasn't up to like that was like, for instance, look at uh, Control. Control came out and then. Oh, well, oh, like six months later, maybe maybe a year later, they had a remastered version with like updated graphics for. Uh, was it the One X or was it for the Series X? It was for the Series X. It was for it was the, the Series Ultimate X. Edition. And you mm-hmm. had to rebuy the whole game. Full price. But even then, it was only I have done that with several games, I'm not going to lie. Like, for, for quite a few uh, games that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, like Diablo, for instance. Diablo 3, I owned it actually in three different... Uh, platforms i had it for pc ps3 and ps4 and xbox one so i actually had it on four and i did keep it same with skyrim skyrim i own on a couple of different uh platforms as well yeah and i wish but, go ahead but bonus. if i find it that necessary that i need to have that game that i'm willing enough to pay for it twice then i'm gonna pay for it twice Now, I wish we had this podcast going when the Xbox One first was announced. <laughs> because, I mean, I was streaming at that point in time. Um, My God, that was so long ago. That wait, was like no, eight nope. years ago. Not true. I was streaming shortly after that. But yeah. we would have conversations about when the Xbox One was announced how everybody was up in arms about the direction Xbox was going. I remember that. And they're like, oh, they just want to make it so you can buy used games and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I was always the one, you know, I mean, you could probably go back and check my Twitter because I'm pretty sure I said some stuff about it back then where it's just like it's inevitable. Like, why are you fighting this digital 
world because that's where everything's going. Like, look at the time, like, look at Netflix. Netflix was a mm-hmm. thing. Everything was going digital. It's just the way that it is, and it's unavoidable. It's you're not going to stop it. And is he, but I was just saying, and I feel like it wasn't Xbox. Their idea was not bad. Their execution and marketing was terrible. Was terrible, but. But sure. their their plan, I was all for it. I I was all for their plan, and it, what's funny, what's funny, is I remember before that Sony rumors were swirling around that they wanted to be the center of your entertainment center, and mm-hmm. they wanted it. They and I even said this like before the announcements and stuff that. Sony was was going to move away from being named as a gaming console and it was going to be an entertainment console where you would mm-hmm. have like everything would be there your main focus all your entertainment would come from it and I think they were still going to do that but Microsoft for some reason up until this point in time they weren't they will always announce their stuff after PlayStation this was the first time where they dropped their all their announcements prior. And so it gave Sony. Now, this is speculation. This may not even be, you know, this is my opinion. I think that they gave Sony plenty of time to be like, okay, everybody's pissed off about this stuff. Uh, so let's <laughs> reassess our situation here. You know, I love mm-hmm. the idea of the Xbox One being the main source of your entertainment. I love the fact that I could plug my ca- my cable box into the Xbox and control everything from the Xbox. I didn't have mm-hmm. to switch anything. I didn't have to mess with inputs. I just did what I had to do and everything it just it was there, you know. Yeah, it just worked. And that was really one of my bigger um the things that I liked the most with the PS3, um, and I, I was such a PlayStation fangirl. I was one of these fuck Xbox, they're terrible. Like I was one of those people, um, and I refused to have an Xbox at all. Um, and when anyone asked me why, I was like, "Well, it's just it's easy. I could do everything." At that time, they didn't have the control through the TV. Um, but they did have everything else. I could have my games and music and photos and, you know, streaming services and everything just on the PS3. Um, and that's what I loved so much about it. Which, what at that point, I thought was also with ease of use. It was user-friendly to me. Um, and then when I was pregnant with my second child, I was woken up. By Charles, and he's like, "Hey, I got a present for you." I was like, "Ooh!" And he hands me a bag, and I'm all excited. I'm like, "Ooh, a present! I love presents." And I open it up, and there's an Xbox One controller sitting in it. I was like, "You've got to! This has got to be a fucking joke!" Like, you <laughs> bought me an Xbox controller, and he's like, "No, no, I bought an Xbox." I was like, "What the fuck?" 
And I lo- I was legitimately pissed because now we had this Xbox One in the house. And I didn't have a PS4 yet. So, I know, mind you, this was like a week after they were released. So, I was like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, well, just, you know, come use it, come play with it, you know, see what you think of it. You know, I grumbled myself over to the couch. Um, and it was around the same time that they had brought out Minecraft as well. Uh, it wasn't too long after the release, but I was playing other things on it beforehand. Um, because Henry was so large, I couldn't move very well and was put on bed rest for like the last couple of months of my pregnancy. So all I would do was sit there and play the system that was available, which at that time was the Xbox One. Um, and was just completely, totally addicted to it. Hasn't changed since. Nope. See, so, right. It- so it's interesting because looking 10 years, almost 10 years on from what the Xbox One launch, the Xbox now is like cable is it's a dying breed. Like at the end of the day, with net with all of the subscription services and so on, your Xbox is at the at the at the center of everything now, anyways. Like you can literally plug it in, everything like with it's where everything was meant to be 10 years ago, we've all got to that point in time. For me, the switching point to digital was, you know, when they started doing beta testing for cloud gaming and you had the Xbox clip on your phone, I thought, you know what? One day I'm going to get to a point where if I have games on the disc, where the fuck am I going to slip this disc? I can't exactly slide it up my ass, right? And you know, connect the cable into me and be like, yeah, let's play whatever game I own on disc. Nope. If I have it all digital, maybe one day in the future, I will be able to access all my digital games from anywhere. Yeah, and, and that was that, that turning point for me. Like, what's the point in in having all these discs? So, I have so many games, and now that you're now that you're mentioning it, and now that you're saying it, I have boxes. And anyone who's ever had kids knows that if you know that you're kind of going to move sometime in the future, you save your diaper boxes, right? Yeah. <clears throat> or any type of large for box. DVDs. Yeah. yeah, but they're the perfect size for DVDs and video games and all that stuff. I have literal stacks of boxes in my basement right now of PS3 games. And well, besides that too, like what would happen? What's going to happen to everybody's collections when they're gone? You know, all those DVDs, all those games and CDs, like, what's going to happen to them? They're going to end up in the landfill, you know? But up to a certain point now, I can't recall whether PSG required day one updates. I was going back a bit. I very rarely played on my PS3. Uh, Big games, yes, but prior Uh, to that... It, it did. did okay. So yeah, prior to prior to that, where you had everything on the game, if a game was buggy, it would be on that disc or that cartridge. Prior to that point in time, anything after it's pointless having on disc because yeah. you know what games get updated even right up to this point in time. You get your day one patch. So everyone was like, "Yes, but you must have it on disc because what happens if they shut off for X, Y, and Z and all of the arguments for it?" It's like, well, 
it's not the complete unfinished version you're getting on the disc anyway. Yeah. So it yep. makes and absolutely just, <laughs> and now you have to install it. One moment. Sorry, um, I'm going to bring in a guest speaker on the topic who is well versed and opinionated. Are we uh, finally going to get Zoot? Video games. <laughs> we are going to invite in the Northern Zoot. As you invite him in, I got interrupted by Cassidy, but I I wanted to point out the fact that Xbox had a whole entertainment division. Now, that's separate. I don't mean like video games. I mean, we're talking movies, TV shows. They had a whole slate of movies and shows that were only going to be available on Xbox. And one of them was um, Humans, I think it was called. And oh, and it was about these robots, but they were like human robots. And there was like a revolt. And it, it was it was a really good show. And they ended up selling it, I think, to AMC in like the first first season or the first two seasons aired on AMC Did you make for it a zoot? little bit. Yeah, I made it this time. Okay, hey, not a zoot. Didn't need to cut you off. Even Super nope. Mansion was supposed to be an Xbox um, entertainment I've never exclusive. heard of that before. It's on Crackle. Beyond, no, I mean, beyond uh, them uh, putting out the Halo series, I hadn't heard that they were supposed to even have oh, an entertainment division. They had a whole slate of shows and movies that were supposed to only be accessible through Xbox. And then after everybody bitched, moaned, and cried about the where they were going. They ended up nixing it. They closed down um, that portion of Xbox. And I think, what's her name? Kathleen Kennedy? What's her name? She's at Disney now. Um, uh, Kathleen Kennedy? Uh, yeah. She, uh, she was... Uh, Spielberg. Yeah. She was, she was heading the entertainment side for Xbox. And boy, was that like the quickest job I've ever seen anybody have <laughs> come and go. I've never heard of it before. Have you heard anything about it, Zoot? Just I go, not, no. Go back and watch like the very first Xbox One um, reveal. Okay. I might have to do that now because I'm yeah, very that's... curious. To... I'm sure at some See? point I heard about it and then... It's just fallen away. Yep. The only thing that made it to the Xbox exclusive was that soccer show. Oh, what it was um, called? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But there was a whole bunch. Super Mansion. Um, there was a stop, another stop motion type show that took place in space, and it was about like. The guys who, like the janitors, the maintenance workers, almost kind of like a Star Wars type storyline, but where they worked for the evil people. And right now, do you think that like the shows like that, um, or I guess more specifically things like Halo and uh, the Fallout series that's in development would do better if it was an exclusive platform like through the Xbox specifically? Um, do I think it would do better? I mean, realistically, I'm going to be honest. I am highly disappointed with the Halo TV series. Um, I stopped watching it. I haven't watched any of it yet. Yeah. I haven't haven't touched it. It's, 
Is it out of being nervous about it, Zoot, or is it just no time? Um, no, for me, it's it's the platform it's on. Um, we have we have many streaming have. services. Yeah, we have, we have okay. many streaming it's services back within to the household, <laughs> but I don't have that specific platform in uh, on one of the TVs downstairs. Well, that's like we kind of share uh, with like we we share with friends and everything else, right? So mm-hmm. um, you can only use it on so many devices. And so right. it doesn't get used on the devices in the game room. And so when I'm sitting around watching a TV show or a movie, it's not I, I'm not available in the room that I would do that. So yeah, I was. I mean, graphically, it's beautiful, you know. Hmm. But the storyline made me sad. I feel like that kind of is the way it is when it comes to movies and TV shows based on video games. Yeah. Is they very they, few of them do fan service. They and they that's it. Like the stories are always kind of lacking, but they give you at the core what the game was about in terms of graphics and in terms of style. Well, I mean, it's not it's not giving away plots or anything. It's not taken away from the show, but they portray the Spartans as villains. Hmm. And Master, That's interesting. Master Chief is a slave. And I, it's I, it's crazy. Like it's just it's it, it, it kind of makes just sense. knowing how it would work. <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes sense given uh, if I'm recalling the preview uh for it correctly when we watched it. I can't remember when the hell we watched that now. It was a while ago. I know we all watched it together. Um, it was Spartans walking around and they were hiding the little girl and that sort of thing. And then she grew up to become a Spartan or something. I don't know. But that's kind of what I gathered from it. The bits and pieces that are floating around my brain at the moment anyway. But... I don't know. I don't know if because they already have enough of an issue with game exclusivity and people bitching about that all the time. Like, oh, I don't understand why Spider-Man's only on PlayStation. So the show that I originally was talking about that was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive is called Humans. And Mm -hmm. the synopsis is Humans is a science fiction television series that debuted on Channel 4. I don't know, whatever. Um, No. Wait a minute, is this the same one? Oh, hold on. Papyro I remember a show called Humans. Oh, all right, wait a minute. Uh, was not a BBC show. Uh, yeah, humans. but it was, it was supposed to come to the States via Xbox. And then when everything but. fell through, they sold the rights to AMC. AMC, because that's where I, I had heard of it from AMC. Never watched any of it, but I. It was it was actually really good. Yeah, I don't think I heard. See about right it. here, the series was announced in April 2014 as part of a partnership between Channel Four and Xbox Entertainment oh. Studios. However, after Microsoft closed Xbox Entertainment Studios, AMC came aboard as partners to Channel Four. Filming commenced in the autumn of 2014, with the series premiering on uh, 14 of june 2015 oh so a couple of days ago 
was the anniversary. With Gemma Chan. And uh, so Gemma Chan being uh, British actress uh, and Channel 4 is, whilst it is run as an independent, uh, as an independent division, it is still owned by the BBC. It's a, it's, it's got links to the BBC, but it's still a major channel. Video game adaptations don't have to be sucky, though, right? They don't have because to be, but it seems like they are. In yeah. most instances, they are. Now, recently we've had, what, Arcane, which is a spin-off from the League of Legends world. Fantastic show. Oh, fantastic. Oh, but you have to remember, it depends on if it's going to be live action or animated. Usually if it's... And see, that has me shit terrified about the Fallout series. If it's animated, then most likely it's going to work because then you can do mm-hmm. more stuff to the form to the content because it's easier to get that stuff to work as an animation versus, you know, a live action because CGI is really flipping expensive. But you had The yeah. Witcher. But the downside to The Witcher is it was originally a set of books, right? That we converted to video games that are now TV, it's now a TV show. So a lot more, there's a lot more to work Lost with. in translation, too, though. I mean, how much do you lose between the original and. You know, like everyone looks at it like the books in the Harry Potter movies don't line up, right? So if you were making a true to form or a spin off video game of Harry Potter, so it was a book, a movie, and then a video game or whatever have you, how much would be lost just because every artist has a different interpretation, right? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. You also, when it comes to like the spin offs, like you were talking about, the ability to have a, a, a story that takes place in a world that we're familiar with, but not the story that we know, you know? And so, like, right. I remember Halo had another, uh, uh, a little short movie on Netflix a while ago, uh, Forward Unto For- Dawn, I think yeah. is what it was called. Forward Unto right? Dawn. And it wasn't a Master Chief story, right? And so you can tell it however you want, because it's not about the game, it's about that world. Yeah. Right, it's not canon. Exactly. And uh, see, but then you, have ga- then you have movies like Doom and Mortal Kombat. And all those- Mortal Kombat. The original Mortal Mortal Kombat movie was excellent. I will fight anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was excellent. Wait, wait, they, I they missed a movie. Lot Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Oh, the original, the original one. They did a lot with a movie with a game that is simply about fighting people one versus one up a tournament. That movie chain. was excellent. Like, but then, they did, they I mean, did it a lot. You also have uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within, which was absolute burning fucking garbage. Um, But they did Avent Children, which was goddamn amazing. Um, And then we had like Resident Evil and stuff like that, too. Okay, Michael. Mario Brothers. So, Michael. Mario Brothers. That movie was excellent, too. Seeing as we're now talking guilty pleasures, Street Fighter with John Claude Van Damme. I actually oh, yeah. really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed and that. And Gomez. Like, you. <laughs> like Mario, the Super Mario Brothers movie 
was I plagued. I love the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> well, the reason why it, it came out the way it did was because it was plagued with so many issues. It yeah. went through different directors, writers, and then the, it was a either a brother and sister team or a husband and wife team that ended up with it. And they just had no idea about the source material. Right. I and, still loved it. I remember and, sitting on my couch so excited to watch that when I was a kid when it first came out. I seen it at the I like theaters. sitting there and I got my paper plate and my napkin because my mom's all paranoid about me dropping stuff on her couch, all like bouncing up and down eating pizza. <laughs> One of the biggest issues, though, was the actor who played Mario was uh, drunk. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins was drunk the entire time. Oh, you could tell. <laughs> Not only was he, he was drunk I mean, the entire time. Do that movie. And there yeah. was that there was a scene where um, they were driving a car, and the way the door shut or some, something happened, and he slammed the door on John Leguizamo's arm and broke it. Oh my god! Yeah, and if oh, you go back geez. and watch the movie. Um, you'll be able to see he's wearing a cast in some of the scenes, like the quick shots. It oh, was wow. entertaining for what it was. And I was a kid. I mean, yeah, you know, everything's awesome when you're a kid, especially when it's like Super Mario, right? But now let's yeah. see what that, they do with the new one coming out. I'm trying to think. That was 93, right? Yeah. God. I believe 93, 92, 93. I'm, I'm the, so I was like eight, seven, May, eight years old. May 28th, 1993, release date in the yeah. U.S. Yeah, I was just turning eight. <laughs> so and I there go- was a bit because <clears throat> Street Fighter, the movie was around at that time as well. So there was a bit of a move, like a video game kind of awful video Ooh, game that should have been like a straight to dv <laughs> straight to vhs type film yeah <laughs> straight to vhs <laughs> well there, there was there was tons of, of those movies like hulk hogan had like a shit ton of movies back in the 90s but, but they never sentence just hurt <laughs> none of them went to theater you know, not like, hit box office, really? N- no, none of them. And like, look at Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas was a hit when that three came out. Ninjas, I three, three Ninjas, right? Three Ninjas <laughs> was a hit. God. And I think maybe the first two were in theaters, but there's like six of them. Oh, so, really? Is yeah, that? there's like six <laughs> of them. And, right and, and in I'm fact, Hulk right Hogan, now. I believe Hulk Hogan is like the villain in the third one, and. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I'm I'm looking it up right now. There are, from what I can tell, there are four. Four in the, in the yeah, franchise. That was close. If, so three ninjas, and they they spit these things out. Let me yes, yeah. Three ninjas, 1992. <laughs> three ninjas knuckle up, 1993. Three ninjas kick back, 1994. And then it looks like that's Hulk Hogan as a in the background of. Uh, it's like in an one. amusement park. And yeah, it's one to know who else was in it. Noon at Mega Mountain, <laughs> yeah. and that was ninety-eight. Uh, what's her name? Who played Re- Regan in The Exorcist? Linda Blair. Linda mm-hmm. Blair was in one of them too. My God! Oh yeah, fantastic! Right. <laughs> so, but I mean, I love the straight to VHS movies. 
I was a huge fan of those movies. That's see, and yeah. I wonder. Like it's funny that when you think about it now, where it's like uh, so many things don't go to theater because we have services like Netflix, we have services like uh, like all the all the streaming platforms where you can just have a show that's only on that platform or goes to that platform first. But it makes you wonder, mm-hmm. like, were movies that were going straight to VHS? Did they really? Did they get anything out of that? Because back then, box office sales were the main thing weren't they um yes and no um all right so one of the most interesting stories believe it or not that kind of helps explain in a long way around about it is dirty dancing dirty dancing struggled being made um, and you want to know who ended up putting out Dirty Dancing? It was a production company who was more known for softcore porn that you would see on Showtime. I mean, the name tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that company, even before Dirty Dancing, would make tons of money putting out Tons and tons of these straight to VHS softcore porns. You know, like they weren't like, you know, stuff you would see on like, you know, um, like late night. If you have a black box after midnight, turn to Adam and Eve, you know, or Pornhub type stuff. It had a storyline. Better acting than you would see in a, in a, you know, a straight up porn. But. 90% of the film was boobies. Um, but they would put out these films at such a high rate and people were renting them, buying them. And the production value was so cheap. You know, they were filming most of this stuff at their own homes or friends' homes or really dirt cheap. So they were making a very good investment back. Um, by putting them out straight to um, VHS. Especially watch the Blockbuster documentary too. That would help. There was such a struggle of even bringing movies to VHS. Let alone. Oh, the last straight Blockbuster? To VHS. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have watched that. It took they a ha- minute to. Yeah, they had to like break a deal and. Like, yeah, it was a whole big thing. It was a whole big thing, but it. It does, but like, look at Full Moon Entertainment. Full Moon Entertainment's been around since like the early, early '80s, late '70s, and there wasn't a single one of their films that made it to the movie theater. But Puppet Master is a Full Moon Entertainment movie, and it is a cult classic. Yeah, and. <laughs> They've made tons of money off that reanimator. I, I love that movie, but the only problem is, is it's given me like this recurring nightmare throughout the years of like vomiting slugs. <clears throat> yeah, and I, Leech Woman. I, I can't watch it anymore. I love. I'm, I'm literally going through the uh, list of films produced and featured by uh, Full Moon, and I don't think I've seen a single one of these. And I feel so bad. Your childhood must have been weird. 
<laughs> and well, they like also had Moon Beam. Is that what it was? Yeah, Full Moon, Full Moon Entertainment. Entertainment. And they also had Moon Beam Entertainment, which was the children's um, side of Full Moon Entertainment. And their movies were very entertaining as well. So, I, okay, looking looking at the the years of many of these movies, uh, I was not watching cult classic horror films oh i was when I, like in like as a child i was i was because like i'm kid. looking at some of these like most of these castle freak i, was, I wasn't even old enough to like drive myself to a theater or you know what i mean like i was under 10 for most of their catalog it looks like uh my um, i had card on blanche to watch whatever i wanted as a kid as long as it wasn't a porn I had a, like, so there was this one horror movie that I always wanted to see, and it was called The Ghoulies. The only problem was it was rated NC-17. And, like, I had to, like, beg my parents to let me watch it. But so they watched it first. And then they were like, this really isn't anything different than what's out there. I think it was because there was, like, a extra, like, swear word or a, too, too many nipples in one room or something stupid like that. Too many nipples in one room. Yeah. When is the nipple well, cut off in a room? That's, 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 that's one too many nipples. We got to have one too many nipples. But yeah, like, so, so me, like my parents, you know, I, I pretty much could watch, like I, some of my friends couldn't even watch The Simpsons and I was watching The Simpsons with my parents. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was you know? a kid. Tales from the Crypt was like one of my favorite things to watch with my dad, you know. So, but the, it was the rule was as long as I could handle it and didn't try to like. Once I started acting a fool because of whatever I watched, if I started repeating things or doing stuff that they do in the movie, then I was cut from doing it. So, <laughs> you know, like most kids, I waited till my parents went around and then I was dropping the F bombs and like doing the quotes from the films. It's funny. I. So I yeah we weren't allowed to watch Simpsons right away. I, that was probably one of the first, like, inappropriate we'll call it things. Like I was allowed to allowed to be exposed to as a kid. Um, but it, I remember, <laughs> I remember like the first time my mom heard me just like full on swearing. Um, I was singing along to like one of like Eminem, like it was like high school probably. Like I, I swore once in a while, but like I was, I was like reciting verbatim an Eminem track, <laughs> like just oh, no. singing along with it. And my mom's like sitting beside me. And I look over and she's just staring at me like with disgust. I'm like, what? oh, sorry, I didn't realize I was <laughs> singing out loud. And my bad. I remember <laughs> my cousin had come over, and he was quite a bit older than me. And my uncle Mark and my parents were sitting upstairs, and my cousin Isaac had come down, and because he was older. And I hadn't seen him in a long time. My mom let me stay up to do it. And I'm partially not wanting him to be bored, and partially because I'm pretty sure she was drunk. She let him watch Ren and Stimpy with me in the room, and it was the greatest night ever. <laughs> oh, Ren and Stimpy. I was so excited, because I never got to watch that kind of stuff. Ever. And, like, I was, I was the kid, like, my... If I went to go out and I had a tank top on that showed my bra straps, my dad would make me get changed. My dad made me do the same thing. 
<laughs> like until I got a bit older. Um, and like, we're not talking like I was walking around in like tank tops with bra straps and everything when I was like eight years old or like I was like 13 borderline 14 at the time. Same. Um, it's like, where are you going? Yeah, going out of the house looking like that. Put your mom's bras back. <laughs> but yeah, like we couldn't watch The Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead, Ren and Stimpy. None of that stuff was Ren, not. But Ren and Stimpy allowed. was on Nickelodeon. I mean, granted, it wasn't. It wasn't supposed to be for kids, but they made it for kids. It's we had it here on Teletoon. Much Music. Oh, Much Teletoon. Music too. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Much, much Music because uh, that's where Beavis and Butthead was as well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And uh, I don't even know if much music still exists. I remember much music. It, we, we had that for a little it while. It exists. It exists. And the only reason I know it exists is they have an active TikTok account now. Oh. It's so it's funny. Is that just for like nostalgia <laughs> or? Um, it, is, it is a verified account for whatever that's worth. Is it, oh, I'm just saying it could be for like nostalgia's sake. It, right? it does. It does post a lot of stuff from like, um, like older, older uh, videos and clips and interviews from. I know, swear to God, if they ago. restart much music and the first person on that screen is Rick the Temp, I'm gonna throw things. Oh, that's funny that you say that. <laughs> How what? long are you gonna be a fucking temp? Wait a minute, that's funny <laughs> because. <laughs> One of my supervisors at work, so Much Music obviously started as a Canadian thing, but they, they were trying to make their way over to the States. It was and, our version of MTV. Yeah, but they were trying to get, you know, buy in into the States. And one of my supervisors, whose name is Rick, <laughs> used to do work for Much Music. My God. And that's funny. And now he's working in a kitchen at a hospital. Ask him if he was ever a temp. Well, he said he used to do like promotional stuff and like he's just he take a picture of him. I will find him and take a picture of him. Yeah, I'll find. I'll just go to his office, be like, "Hey, dude, hold on." But he, like, he's how old is now. this guy? Just well, out of curiosity, uh, he's probably like in his fifties. That tracks 50s too. Um, and he was like, how a much would you shit yourself, dude, if Rick the Temp is working in the kitchen? Was he like a muscular guy? <laughs> not at that time, but then no, they could have yeah, changed. It's, no, it's not him. No, he was always. I, that would have been so fucked up if it was. Right. I wonder what's happening with a lot of the people that were. Do you remember know, Ed the Sock? Ed the Sock. Ed the, do I remember? I have, I had his album. He oh my God. A, I love Ed the Sock. Ed the Sock had a compilation album. Of music and I loved it because they they specifically called it. Right. It's like the it's like no cookie cutter bullshit album or something. Like it was, it was all like because everything much music put out, out for for a long time on the albums were all like top forty stuff. Yeah. And then Ed the Sock comes out with this stuff, this album, and it's got things like uh, that song like I'm Afraid of Britney Spears. And yeah. like, well, just so I you know, Ed, Ed the that. Sock is still exists and he still does stuff. Zoom, are you sitting there right now saying He's who the YouTube. fuck is Ed the Sock? I googled it because I had no or, idea. He just got arrested at the what? at the what? state house. <laughs> they were filming a bit at the state house and he got arrested. Triumph so, the dog did? Yep. At the Capitol. 
I, I have no idea who these people are. Like. Robert Schmeigel. <laughs> I mean, they're like, puppets. Well, I mean, well, Robert Schmeigel. He's not a person. Schmeigel. He's a sock. Yeah. Triumph the dog is not a dog. It's a puppet of yep. a dog. But, For me to um, poop on. I know. I know what you meant. Um, but, like, no, think back to, like, what's what's Nicholas Pickles doing now? Nicholas Pickles? <laughs> oh, fuck. That's a good question. I'll tell I mean? you right what's now because doing? now I need to Google this. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What is he up to now? What's Nicholas Pickles up to? Or um, who is the host of Uh Oh? Where did that guy disappear to? Oh, oh, I know what happened to one of the VJs from YTV in the which, zone. Which, oh, oh, with the, the, um, uh, the guy with the ponytail? No, 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 not okay. not Phil. Not, not Phil. Phil. I was, um, I'm like, what's he, his name? Phil, yeah. All right, Nicholas um, Piccolis is still doing stuff. He is, uh, Nick is a morning show radio host and ex- experiential journalist on KISS 98.5 with Janet Snyder while living yeah. with his wife and three children in Lewiston. Nicholas is active as a featured DJ and host at events and clubs in the area. That tracks. <laughs> I see. Okay, so um, the one uh, VJ from YTV's The Zone recently, and I think it was the first season they won of RuPaul's Canadian Drag Race. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which Priyanka. one? Priyanka. What was that? Was their Here. that was their VJ oh. name? No, that that's their drag name. Oh, I see. Okay, so hold on. I'm look. I'm literally going through. I found a list of them right now already. So F- Phil was the one I knew. Yeah. Uh, Snit was the robot, right? The, like the one that was like looking. Like yeah, a that of was gum. the purple chewed gum thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. And then I don't remember any of the other ones here. Uh, hold on, P- will... PJ Paul, PJ Katie. It was not PJ Katie. Tarzan Dan. Remember oh, fuck. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, oh my god, here's a name I hadn't I never put that two together. Okay, so um Ed Brainbin was his name on the on YTV. Sean Majumder. Oh. <laughs> he went he went off doing comedy stuff, I think, right? Just for laughs? Yeah, something around those lines. I'm trying to find out. Hold on, I will find this out. Right. I will find this. I know the. I don't want to take. I don't know the I don't, I'm not name. taking over this talk. Talk here, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is how our podcasts have been. We start out with one thing, and next thing you know, we're talking about uh, drag queens. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was last week. <laughs> we started with gun control, and somehow ended up with drag queens. That's yeah. I mean, sure. Can I, can I oh my god! Fed's the fuzz paw. It's the Fez was like a, oh. a parrot or something, right? It was like you think it's a bird, but or I think it was a cat, but it was like a bird. God, you guys missed out not having YTV. Let me tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark, his name is Mark. Well, we had Wonder Shows in. Oh, Did you I guys have Wonder Shows in? Oh, what? it went by Mark Suki. Mark's on uh, on the zone. I think it might have been on the zone as well. Otherwise, his last name is spelled S U K N A N A N. 
$2 Suki Suki. It's not popping up in this list of VJs. It was. Um. <laughs> Scott Yaffe, Wink Yahoo. <laughs> that, was, that was the host of. That was the host of. Uh oh, wink, Yahoo. <laughs> I want a time machine, and I want to go back in time, but also go to Canada. I found I found a thing on uh, uh, TikTok the other day that it was all just it was just like Canadian TV nostalgia, and. I must have binged that that TikTok account for a good half an hour the other night. Oh, I would have too. Oh, I absolutely amazing. would have too. You know, we've done some good here. We've <laughs> done some good here in Canada. Hey, <laughs> eh? you'd do even better if you took back Justin Bieber. No, no, you, you can, can have him. him. You can have him. <laughs> hey, do you guys want your nickel back? <laughs> no. But a boat. Oh man. Absolutely uh, fucking not. I don't think we need. To, I don't think we need to send back any Canadians. The only one that I have an issue with only comes out. I'm pretty sure your your um, the powers that be in Canada only bring him out of his cage at Christmas time. That's Michael Bublé. He that's the only time we see him. Right? <laughs> the only time we see him on this side of the pond, right, is at Christmas time. It's like. Oh look, it's September. Shit, Christmas is coming up because Michael Bublé's doing the 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 six o'clock show run now. <laughs> Kidding? He's like he's like on TV here every other day, especially yeah, he for just that. Did a commercial? What the, was that for? For the probably bu- for that bubbly water. Bubbly water. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what it water. is. That's the thing. It wasn't for bubbly water. Yeah, he's like, he's like it's for. it's Bublé. No, no, no. It's it's oh bub- God, it's bubbly. It's bug me now. <laughs> yeah, we it's gonna we are bubbly you. Yeah. It will a little bubbly me. We are not subjected to that torture. Like literally, it's just oh look, Christmas is coming. Marco Bublé's on TV. He's plugging his new album. Like shit, shit, shit. You know what? That's refreshing though, because over here it's like oh, it's Christmas time. Time for Mariah Carey. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Oh, you can take her. I used to despise working in the mall at Christmas. Let me tell you. You know how many times a day I had to hear that fucking song? Now, do you guys have, like, Christmas music, like, start playing the day after Thanksgiving? Day after Remembrance Day. Well, okay, hold on. Yeah, Thanksgiving to us is October. Well, I mean, like, our... (laughs) Correction, after American Thanksgiving? The day after Remembrance Day here in Canada, the Christmas stuff goes up. So annoying. Usually, I don't do... Christmas, um, really big. Uh, prior to now, like now we do, uh, because we got the kids and everything. Kids. <laughs> so yeah. we'll do Christmas decorations. Will go up uh, a few weeks before, but then like December twenty sixth, Christmas dies, and the entire house goes back to normal before the end of that day. You kidding? I'm taking down the Christmas tree as my kids are opening presents. <laughs> Yeah, like, and like I put the Christmas tree up, and like I'm, I'm a lover of Christmas. I love Christmas so fucking much. I'm in the best mood at Christmas. I'm in the best and mood on Halloween. I like I've handmade all of the ornaments on my tree. Kind of love Christmas, and 
but I'm the same way. December 26th, that shit is coming down. I've looked at it for a month. I am not looking at it for another fucking day. <laughs> well, I know it's funny. My Christmas tree is always scary because all the ornaments are broken. <laughs> like, it's like every ornament's broken. And I've had them since the 80s. I'm going to ornaments, apparently. Don't. I do love decorating. <laughs> um, I have I have an abundance of ornaments that I've collected over the years because, like, my family always did a thing. Every Christmas, uh, my brother and I would get a new ornament that kind of represented our year right so like right. there was a there was a year that i was a soccer referee for like as a, like a teenager right? and they're like oh i got a soccer ornament uh that kind of thing and so i've got a bunch of ornaments uh most of them don't even make it onto the tree because like one tree can't contain ornaments for a house of four if everyone's got a bunch of ornaments you know right um but i do have a lot of gaming ornaments and so what I'll often do is I have a small tree that I'll put up like behind me here in the game room and I'll set up a bunch of Xbox ornaments on that. Well. Oh, that's also because Xbox Canada is so much better than Xbox America. I mean, you know what? We are, I've been very fortunate over the years to, to be uh, given so many cool things through Xbox Canada. They, they do a lot there within their community i i noticed um, it's not just xbox canada though it's it's all the international xbox things like xbox new zealand like always hooks up uh um miss deuce deus X, or yeah. deus X, miss deus geek um yeah like i would say um they they're they are good right what i would like to see and don't get me wrong i am not by any i understand the the logistics of why this really wouldn't work that well. Um, they they are very good. These international teams are very good at giving things um, to their influencers, to the people that will um, post it up and get a lot of likes and get a lot of hits. They're going to build that engagement, which is fantastic. Um, but Joe Blow, Xbox fan from Toronto, isn't getting that stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, uh, Miss Deus, Miss Deus, you, fantastic person, right? But she's, she's by no means a nobody within that industry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I got, I got some things before Xbox MVP and before Xbox Ambassadors, but not to the same degree. What I got, like, I, I had things like, um, in my early Xbox time, it was, uh, events getting to go to events that normally would have been like you had to know somebody or be a part of the industry yeah same um and xbox canada years ago there was a our the xbox canada version of major nelson <laughs> uh, <laughs> he i knew him on the forums like the xbox forums back when, before those even changed and i remember getting to go to one of my first xbox events i knew nobody at all um, and I went to this event and I got, we were checking out gears judgment, I think was the one that was launching. And there was like a, ter- uh, I think there was a tomb Raider game. Maybe I'm trying to remember which, which year exactly this well was, but, um, and I went there and I, I didn't know anybody and I met, I saw Raj and I only recognized him from his profile picture and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? He's the guy that works at Xbox Canada. And he's like, Oh, we're all going for drinks after this. Come on out. I'm like, sure. No problem. And that's the night I met Keezy, I met Johnny, I met like I met everybody from the Xbox Canada community in one night. Right? And like those kind of events are the things that I wish more people got to go to. 
and and be a part of. You know, swag's right. fun, but the events are the best part. Yeah, that was my favorite. I fought my first time meeting Major. Well, what was Major the Major Nelson of Canada's name? Was it Major Hoser? So no, <laughs> um, so hey. Major Canuck. <laughs> I say he was like the the Canadian version of Major Nelson, but he didn't quite have the same role. Major Nelson obviously is very much on the forefront in terms of being on camera. Being like he had, he, they had their podcast, and he's in videos, and he like everybody knows who he is. Yeah. Um, the Xbox Canada community manager, which was the like that was the role, was his name was Raj. Um, he's now moved on. He works he works at uh, Ubisoft Toronto, I believe. Um, but he was the guy that that basically he he had the forums, and then there was a separate forums when the when the Xbox forums changed. He made he founded like another forum where so many community members sort of met online and played games together, and built that community, that tight knit community that I uh, that brought me to Xbox in the first place. Um, and then since like he left, and then uh, 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 Nicole took over the role and nicole has now left and she's working on the uh the gears you might have actually you might have met nicole yeah you introduced me to nicole yep yeah so she was like the she was our i i always jokingly called her called them our handler from xbox canada because they always dealt with all of the mvp stuff and the ambassador stuff just the community stuff in general so it's changed hands a lot that role um and i only just last week met the one that I, the person I deal with, I would be dealing with now, because over COVID they changed hands again. We never met. We never met the new person. Well, no, it's event, funny. So. Uh, Major Nelson is like the Mark Summers. Like Mark Summers was to Nickelodeon in the nineties. I was gonna say, hold on a second while I Google Mark Summers. Yeah, Mark <laughs> Summers, Double Dare. You know, you don't. You guys didn't see Double Dare. I think you're standing solo in this one, Pyro. Oh, yeah. What time are we at, love? I don't even know. Oh. <laughs> it's almost midnight. Uh, one hour and 22 minutes. Don't okay. forget, we stopped it- for like 20. That's true. That's true. We did stop. Because Mark, so now you're, you're, ask, you're asking Mark Summers, and I'm thinking, I know the show you're talking about, Double Down or Double Dare, um, but only from. Like well, it's talking about it. It's well, just that, how I don't they think talk that over here, did it? No, it's just how they talk. So if you like watch like Double Deer or anything that has Mark Summers in it, sure. and then listen to Major Nelson, it's like they could be like at least cousins. The energy is the same. Every time I would see Major Nelson, like I, I would just like he reminds me of Mark Summers. He is seventy years old. Wow, really? Wow, I'm old. Yep. That makes me feel old. But then again, uh, Cupid Gooden Jr. started out on uh, Wild and Crazy Kids, which was another <laughs> show. Wild I love, and Crazy Kids. I love watching stuff with like major, like massive actors now and seeing where they started and watch, going back and watching those things. Yes. Like, yep. Like, I, yes, absolutely. Um. I re- like all the time. Okay, hold on now. I'm actually hold on. I gotta gotta make sure I'm getting this right because I'm going to be wrong, and I don't want to be. 
Yes. Okay. So um, when when everyone was talking about Ryan Gosling and how he's like very successful and he's he's a heartthrob and he's a, one of the was he one of the sexiest men one year? He was a musketeer. He was also to me. He, to me, he's always uh, he's Breaker High, isn't he? Yeah. That was the yeah. But Breaker High was Breaker after, High was after. Uh, was that the high school on a boat? Yeah. yeah, high school on a boat. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, I remember Breaker High. That was after the Mickey Mouse Club, though. Yes, that would have been well. It would have been long after Mickey Mouse Club. He was a teenager by that point. Yeah. He was the guy in the orange shirt. Yeah. He was. He was oh the. He was the orange shirt it's guy. Funny, you go go back and watch it. Like the he was. I wouldn't even know where looking, to find he's it. He's a good looking kid. He was a good looking kid, but he was like a, kind of a a dork. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's really funny how where his character and where his where his style has come since. He was like then. best friends with the guy that yeah. walks in on the uh, in the middle of the porn shoot in Zach and Mary make a porno, going football. <laughs> Um, and now he's playing Ken in the Barbie movie. I saw, okay. that's, I saw that. That was all it's that about. See, but as now you're not going to sit there and see the picture of him um, as Ken and going to tell me that that movie's going to be serious. You know that not a it's, chance in hell. No, it's going to be it's going to be on hell. the same level as the Brady Bunch films. You know where it's not taking itself seriously. You know, it's like a. I'm spoof. more comfortable with the idea of like the Lego man interpretation rather than the Brady Bunch movie. Yeah. Well, uh, so it's like the Lego movie. That's yeah. pretty much the idea where it's just like, it's going to be silliness and I'm, I'm going to go see it. <laughs> Whether my kids want to see it or not. I mean, I kind of feel like I have to just because I want to know what the fuck's happening. Right. Oh, holy crap. I forgot he was in that. What? <laughs> what? Uh, sorry, Ryan, I went down this this rabbit hole of other things Ryan Gosling did. I forgot for six years he was in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Completely forgot he was part of that. That was such that a great show, show. That show at one point fucked me up so bad. So <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys remember since you've watched it. There was an episode where there is a demon that gets into like the electronics Mm-hmm. Yep. And like appears on like the TV screens and stuff like that. Like to this day, to this day, if I'm walking in an empty room, I find myself like breaking my neck, turning and just like looking at the TV <laughs> all of a sudden. Like it's it I don't know how old I was when I saw that. I was young. Um, but yeah, it like it fucked yeah. me up for a long time. My favorite episode was when Bobcat Goldweight played the Sandman. <laughs> Bobcat Goldweight. <laughs> he played the Sandman. <laughs> and it was it what? was my favorite episode because it was just silly as all hell, but and he was playing oh, that man. crazy character that he does with the you know, where he's like, ah, you know, like you know what? He wasn't he wasn't on it for six years. He was an actor that popped into the stories and Yeah, he was he in one of the stories. That's it. He was in Yeah. They're supposed to make a movie on that. I know they had a limited, like, made for TV Nickelodeon film, but they're supposed to do like a straight up like theater theater film, but it's been in production hell. I'm trying to find the episode you were talking about, Minnie. I think it was Gremlin. 
Yeah, something it was like oh this gremlin, God, this gremlin icon on a me. on a blue screen. Yes. Yeah. I swear to God, do not send that to me. I don't. I, I don't. I. I swear to God, dude. I hear the wheels fucking turning. I hear them turning. Do not. Do not. Oh my God! I'm not looking at it. I'm not looking at it. I'm not looking at it. I don't know what it is because I'm not looking at it. Oh my god. I want to touch my phone now. <laughs> I'm not looking at it. Alright. I want to zoom this My oh, god. I, I want to look at it, but I don't want to look at it. You're going to look at it. It's going to happen. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is great audio, uh, uh, content for the audio listeners. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to know what we're looking at, look up the whole gremlin um from Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's yeah. through the I can't it wasn't through the internet cuz the internet wasn't really a thing yet. No, cuz yeah, that would have been It was the electrical wiring. <laughs> Right, that was it. It just sort of went through electronics. That's how electronics work. Yes, it, that's how it worked. And it was, like, later on, it was kind of reimagined into things like um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and whatnot with a demon on the internet itself and having it come to life through the form of a robot, which sounds dumber than, it, no, it was pretty dumb. But um, it <laughs> well, at least made a little bit more sense. <laughs> The Tale of the Curious Camera was the name of the episode. I yep. actually found a whole... And it was whole, called uh, The Camera Gremlin. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... I, I got, I got a whole synopsis. Here. Yep. The great. Gremlin manifested itself inside a prototype camera from the 1940s. The Gremlin always chose its owner and always managed to find its way back. The camera had originally been in the possession of Mr. Calhoun, a photographer, until he sold it to a boy named Matt. The Gremlin then proceeded to wreak havoc for the first time in years. The first victim was Matt's shirt, which got an ink stain on it. The second was a vase, which shattered soon after Matt photographed it. Matt was slow to figure out what was going on, and before long, the gremlin destroyed the most of the breakable things in the house and killed Matt's goldfish. After no, the I'm, death I'm, of his... <laughs> I'm, I'm sat here. I'm sat here. <laughs> this show came out in 1992. I'm now wondering, why the fuck are you not all just even more fucked up than you all are? <laughs> what do you mean more? I mean, I think I'm pretty that, fucked up. <laughs> that show had a pretty healthy balance of, like, actual scary stuff. And, and complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. And like like Zebo okay, the Clown. So just, for, just to be sure, okay, just so we're certain, it wasn't the, the, the premise of the episode that creeped me out. It was the image. It was the gremlin itself appearing out of nowhere. Yeah. Just so we know. Just so we're clear. Yeah. 
Like, like honestly, the BBC seems so much tame now compared to <laughs> stuff that like you're watching. Like, honestly, we had four, we had four channels. Like, none of them showed any of this stuff. It's like, wow. Well, that's I nothing. Like I used to watch Puppet Master, and that has a little female puppet who vomited leeches into people's mouths. <laughs> oh, we also why? we also had um, goosebumps. Oh, yes. goosebumps! Yep. Oh, we had uh, that came over here. Din, 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 din. Had... <laughs> My God! I think I think goosebumps. It's hard to say. I feel like I feel like Are You Afraid of the Dark was scarier. It, it depended well, on the episode. Did have its own version of ridiculosity. Oh yeah, but Goosebumps, but Goosebumps had I think did better job with like uh, production because they're they, well they they had a higher production value and they had things like they had that episode with the the uh, ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, Slapping. like they actually. They, yeah. Yeah. Did they ever come out with the series? They were going to do a series on scary stories that you tell in the dark. Do you remember those books? They no. Instead of doing the series, they they did the movie. Oh fuck off! Yeah, the movie I thought was <laughs> pretty bullshit. good though. The movie was pretty great. Oh, I enjoyed the movie. I haven't seen the movie. You haven't seen the, the movie? Go see the movie. Okay. You you will it's. I do what I'm told. It's 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 I enjoy it's actually scary, like for yeah. the audience that it's targeting. It's pretty fucking freaky. I remember the book so well. Oh man, you'll remember the movies so well. Bless you. Thank um. you. <laughs> you know, I think it's the first time I've sneezed on this podcast. Are, are you afraid of the dark, though? had a computer game um back in the day and the computer game was terrifying compared mm-hmm. to the Did it show. have a gremlin? No, but it had it like <laughs> took place in a theater where it was like a magician like the storyline was a magician lost his mind and he started like like all the people he worked with his partner died and and it, all of his assistants and they would help you out throughout the game. And the freakiest one was the hood guy doing the Houdini's uh, escape trick in the, like the glass um, case shackled man. He had this fucked up looking face, but his voice was goofy as hell, but still it freaked me out. He'd open the wrong door. Now that's interesting because I never knew that was a TV series. I know of again. I just oh. didn't know until you just until you just mentioned there was a PC game which yep. I can recall mm-hmm. because I honestly did not know that there was a TV show based on that. Like over here, there was nothing of it. It, it was I don't think it was ever aired, or it may have been, and I was just not allowed to watch it either way. But I can remember the game or recall yeah. the game. And that's, was the that's, game based off the show, or was the show based off the game? I, I it, it was, it like, was, it was based off the show. Because at the very okay. beginning of the game, they had the the cast walk up and do the fire, you know, and and this, you know, ah uh, yes, they throw the sand on the fire to cause the title the pop up. Yeah, the kapoof. Yeah, kapoof. The kapoof. kapoof. <laughs> 
It was, it was a really good game. It was like a point and click game, but it it this the story was really good. Hmm. I didn't even know there was a game. <clears throat> More you know, we should probably uh wrap it up here. I would think. So tune in next week when once again we have no idea what we're talking about. Also, we have our season one finale coming up mid-July, so stay tuned for that. We are going to be having another game of Spit or Swallow, or at least what will start that way and then devolve into God only knows what over time. Not just with us, but with anyone who cares to join that has been a guest on the show in season one. And then we'll be back again beginning of August. We're going to be taking two weeks off and reconfiguring a few things. And then we will see you the first Friday in August. And definitely look out for season two because we're coming back at you with better graphics. (laughs) (laughs) We're going 16-bit, baby! Oh my god. <laughs> I was just going to say, we've evolved from 1990s awful TV shows with bad CGI to, you know, just slightly better. Yeah, you might. And why not? Bullet time. What's funny on. is we had Zoot come on here because we were talking about video games, and the moment he comes in, we we totally veered way off of video games. Yeah, way we ended off. up somewhere else completely. But this uh, is actually... a big thank you to Zoot for joining us this evening, since we've been trying to get you on literally since the first episode. Uh, so thank you for joining us. Hey, I mean. You, got, you are too invited for our season one finale. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Yeah. Right. I Thanks cried for me. the last time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I cried I, the last I, time. I, I that was think. in the bonus shots. Because yeah. after Spitter Swallow, we ended up recording that four-hour bonus content. Yeah, of all three of us uh, just crying. That we never posted. <laughs> we all ended up crying. I still it have it. Emotional. Like, just imagine, like, if we were all together, it would be, you know, like, at the end of the night where you're all just, like, huddled together, like, sat down, just like, where did it all go wrong? <laughs> you know what we do, Pyro? In the two weeks that we're off before season two, cut that bitch in half. First week we're off, post the first half. Second week, post the second half. Bam. Filler. Uh, I already, I already, I already have it <laughs> chopped filler. up in pieces. And then I have I have clips pieces of the pieces that I'm oh. gonna enter like to do like a trailer. So like yeah, wh- whenever like we like I have this one part I gotta send it to you. I just gotta clean it up a little bit. So we say something. We were talking about something that was like fucked up. I don't I don't exactly remember what yeah, I have to never. play. And then and then it just cuts to both of us crying. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We haven't done the most important part of the podcast tonight. I, the fuck's our title? Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> we didn't. Well, because we usually we end up in a weird ass conversation. Like. Okay. Yeah. That's true. What like like anal tanning and fucking glitter cannons, confetti cannons, confetti cannons yeah. and then well, we started with. Beetlejuice and ended up in nostalgia. And nostalgia, but 
we also invited a game game expert. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> we can uh, a game expert expert to talk about non gaming related stuff. Stuff. Hold yeah. on. Are you hold on? Are you defining me as a game expert? Well, it's not like a. It's like you know. Don't. Don't put that much pressure on me. Someone's gonna call me out on that shit. A no, well, we always, we always, professional. Say, our gaming that? community professional. Professional. Sure. Shut up, Zoot. <laughs> that's the name of the. That's There's that's the title. title. Shut that's up, title. Zoot. Shut up, Zoot. <laughs> that's the title. And that's how there we get go. our titles, that's just that's so everyone's aware of how that process works. A little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny because we've done it now for like the last three or four podcasts. We've discussed what the fuck the title should be. Yeah, we went from uh, everything being completely like meticulously planned out to, to where we debauchery. just hit record and see what happens. <laughs> so it's more like fun though. Dazzling really. and butterfly surprises. Oh man, like like last week. We didn't know what we were going to talk about. And then I was just like, well, I just need to express my feelings about my brother's Facebook post. Yeah, and, and then, then that evolved into drag queens. Yep, and then the title was made into Guns Are a Drag. Yep. <laughs> All right, but that will conclude this silly episode. You know. Oh, we need our mini moment at the end, too. After yes, yes. All right, so. Oh, I got to think of one. I have, like, 30 seconds to think of it. So while moment. I sit here and diarrhea from the mouth to give us some time and many by many some time to come up with her mini moment uh tonight we we discussed many different things we started out talking about the possibility of a beetlejuice sequel and you know what that could be supposedly what it is going to be and also a disappointment of what it isn't and then we started talking about video games and and an Xbox <laughs> Entertainment Studio that never was to camera goblins, which scarred gremlins. Many, gremlins. Oh, gremlins, to be correct. You know, and we, we invited Zoot in to talk about video games, and instead we ended up talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark and Ryan Gosling. We did have a bit of Canadian <laughs> nostalgia in there, which I did yep. very much appreciate. Yeah. You know, you know what? That should be the title. Much music. <laughs> Much music, camera gremlins, dot, dot, dot. Shut up, Zoot. <laughs> or, or shut up, Zoot. I Canadian love Ryan Gosling. Shut up, Zoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that works for me. That so, mini moment M is going to come in the form of a very short piece of life advice. And regardless of how intelligent you are, how well-researched a subject is, how much you know about something, conclusively enough that you know the more definitively that you cannot be proved wrong in that form or subject, keep in mind, you can never, ever, ever underestimate a large group of very stupid people. <laughs> and on that note... I hope everybody has a wonderful time zone, and we can't wait to uh, finger your ear vaginas with our voices next week. 
As always, this is Minnie, the Zoom. And for tonight, Northern Zoot. And we're all set. Have a good night, everybody.